The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Daniel Lamana is on the line from Stockdale and Lego Drysdale to talk about the census that we've just gone through the whole process of doing the census and I'm assuming the ABS is collating all of that information now to come out with some informed statistics about where we're going as a country. Daniel, good morning. Thanks for being on the program. Thank you, Mitchell. So the census, um, I mean, I remember doing it back in 2011 and uh, 2016, but I probably um, almost forgot how many questions they actually ask and a lot of questions about what sort of dwelling you're living in and all that sort of information that I'm assuming would be quite interesting uh, to you as a real estate agent. Yeah, the the census, I actually get rather excited about uh, the information coming out of the census because it does help us to plan plan a lot for obviously local um, uh, public and private sectors, but also us as agents to see exactly what the the demographic changes look like. And the census information would probably get out of date pretty quickly because we take it every five years, but I know the Geelong region in particular is experiencing a rapid rate of population growth, so you probably need that information now because the 2016 information is out of date. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see um, June 2022, we'll um, get the first uh, the first bit of information, the demographic information, um, population and housing data. So we're looking at about another uh, nine months till we get that information come through. Uh, and then once we get that, we can uh, we can really use it to start planning. So it does take a lot of time to collate all of that census data, doesn't it? It does, it does, but um, obviously there's certain expectations that uh, that we that we have around what that data looks like. Uh, there's 10 million house, uh, households with 25 million people that uh, that the census has been done over, um, and uh, and we are really looking at that uh, that there has been a a massive decrease in the population growth uh, for 2020. Um, so we're hoping that, uh, that that will change, but it looks like it's going to take at least 10 years to change. Yeah, that's really interesting. What are the KPIs that you're looking for in every industry? It seems like there's KPIs, key performance indicators, and I'm imagining here with the census and the real estate data that's collected, there's probably key stats that you're looking at that really give us an indication as to where the market's moving. Definitely, and, that, and it is the population growth, and that's one of the big things that we look at. We saw that between 2010 and 2019, uh, half of the Australian population growth, or more than uh, 63%, came from uh, international uh, migration uh, with 37% natural population growth. But we saw in 2020 uh, an absolute shift, 61% was population growth uh, and 39% through migration, which gave us uh, a net decline of 0.02%, which is which is a bit of a problem. So we do see that it's going to take 10 years to get that uh, get that um, uh, population growth through migration uh, once the borders open uh, back up to a level that we're happy with. And I'm assuming that uh, this year the population growth in terms of migration is probably not going to be any better because the border restrictions that applied last year have applied this year. Yeah, correct, correct. So, um, with, uh, with that, we, uh, we will see that there's going to be a, a huge reliance on, uh, natural growth. Uh, but we are also seeing that there's, there's, 60% of Australians that are not living regional have considered moving regional um, for that peace and quiet uh, and the lifestyle. 
Um, and 42% of those people do want to move regional and uh, maintain their city jobs. So that's something that we're expecting to really see that change has taken place through the census. Um, and we're also, uh, we're also expecting to see, uh, see a lot of change in the, um, in the wage growth as well. That's what I wanted to ask you. Is that what you're seeing down there on the Ballerine in your neck of the woods, Drysdale, Port Arlington? Are people moving down there to try and escape metropolitan Melbourne? and some of the lockdowns. Yeah, definitely. And, and one of the big things that we've looked, that we've seen is in the in the past thirty years, there's been a huge change in wage growth and affordability. Just running over those numbers, um, looking over the census data, um, the wage growth in the eighties. Sorry, the average wage in the eighties was um, about sixteen thousand um, dollars. And now the average wage is about $89,000. So that means um, in the 80s you could buy a house for 44000 which was 2.8 times the average earning. Now you're looking at spending 908000 in Melbourne, which is 10.2 times average earning. So that's one of the reasons why people are looking for opportunities where they can live comfortably, um, more affordable and uh, still maintain their city jobs, being 42% of them, um, moving down into the regional centres. I was talking to someone about this recently, the rate of inflation in property prices as opposed to wages and it's a really fascinating stat to look at what the income was in the 80s and what it is now and what property prices have done since then. And uh, the question was, is that likely to continue that trend? So is it just going to keep going up and up and up to the point where it's 20 times the average wage or 40 times the average wage or is there some sort of ceiling there that it will hit, do you think? Uh, that that is the that is the question that no one can really answer. We did see that wage growth um, uh, for June twenty twenty one fell to point four percent, yet property prices have increased. So. Uh, in one way, that does answer the question that it's supply and demand. At what point does, does it stop? No one knows. Absolutely no one knows. The other thing that the census collects is how many people are living in a dwelling, and I'm assuming that would have impacts for you in terms of working out what the demand for property might be like over the next few years. Are we seeing more people living in properties now than what we were a few years ago? The alpha generation, uh, the alpha generation is uh, obviously the generation that we are seeing at the moment that are being born between 2010 and 2022, uh, five, 2010 to 2025. Um, there's 3 million of the alpha generation in Australia um, and uh, more than 2.5 million are being born globally every week. Uh, so we, we're actually seeing that... Um, that by 2025, there'll be almost 2 billion, which is the largest generation in the history of the world, of this alpha generation. We are seeing that the alpha generation are spending more time, will be spending more time living at home simply because of wage affordability and that affordability to buy homes. Um, so they are really going to shape that, um, the, the culture around, uh, around staying at home longer and that family unit expanding. So that's something that we look at for larger homes going into the future with the family units uh, staying together for a longer longer period of time. Whether that is families upgrade or have to renovate, that's something that we will see out of the census data as well. It's one of the things that's really stood out to me with COVID is when they have households and the whole household gets infected, there's like six or seven or eight people living in the same household. Yeah, definitely. And and that is, um, that's obviously 
uh, multi-generational living, something that we are seeing, uh, which is being, uh, being mainly uh, international migration. There's a lot of multi-generational living through, uh, through those family units, not as much in, uh, in Australia. But my father was um, is Italian. Um, growing up in an Italian family, we were very close, and uh, and we all lived in each other's pockets. So something that uh, we do see that uh, that that the family units are sticking together and uh, and uh, living living together. You got something to leave us with? A final takeaway or a final thing we should be looking at when that census data does hit in uh, June next year? I, I think that we will. I'm excited by it. I think that we will see that um, that there are that there are larger family units, like we said, that the uh, kids are going to be staying at home for a lot longer, um, mainly due to the fact that uh, that it is more and more expensive for them to break into that market. Um, but the positive part about it is we have seen uh, we have seen uh, growth. We will continue to see uh, population growth. Um, so everything will be good. Ultimately, I see positives. Well, thanks so much for being on the program. Always good to catch up and we'll talk to you next month. Hopefully lockdown free. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Thank you very much. Daniel Lamana with us there from Stockdown and Lego Dries. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.